And now, making their way into the arena, hailing from the great pro wrestling state of Massachusetts, they are the hosts of the Top of the Cage podcast. Here are Bill and Juice. And thank you again, Rich Palladino, the voice of New England, always making us sound so good. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is I, I am the super producer, I am Bill, joined always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant, he is the future booking genius, and the prince of pro wrestling podcasts he is justin juice cannon boom boom baby juice cannon baby (laughs) well juice this week we welcome on somebody that rich paladino has mentioned plenty of times in an introduction he is the Spartan superhero. He is Air Sparta. He is El Espartano. And I got to say, before we get going here, this is a great dude, a great social media presence. We talk about it too. He has great gear, great merch, which by the way, you're going to learn he designs himself. And yeah, I think that El Espartano is somebody in the New England scene right now you guys have to be on the lookout for. Yeah, I, I think this is the first person, um, not just coming out of Chaotic in uh, Napa that we've talked to, but in general, that puts emphasis not just on the matches, because he, he can go in the ring, man. He's had some great matches recently and just in general. But this is the guy that puts emphasis on character building and storytelling. It, it was great learning his psychology and his takes on things that are just really great mindset. I think it's going to take him pretty far and really set him apart from everyone else. And also, like you said, his social media presence, even that it really stands out from everyone else. I think we, this is someone that if, if you're a listener, that's not from the new England area, you're not really familiar with chaotic. You haven't checked out. You go to Twitch, watch it. I recommend it. You can go to YouTube and find it too. But I, I think this guy that everyone should pay attention to, I, I think his mindset will take him pretty far. Yes, and we will not hold you back from this interview any longer. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is El Espartano. Hello, Top of the Cage listeners. I am Juice, joined my co-host and tag team partner, Bill, as always. And we got another interview for you with the winner of the new england pro wrestling academy uh r- rookie tournament is that rising star tournament was no, like official just the nepwa tournament nepwa the nepwa tournament well the winner yeah. of the nepwa tournament himself the mass man in mystery it is el spartano hello thank you guys for having me tonight no problem man we're excited to have you and talk uh talk with you and find more about the man of mystery, the guy who always just uh, seems to disappear without a trace. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we talked about that, your legendary promos. Uh, I mean, I know you can't really reveal the secret, but like, 
how do you what how do you just disappear why do you just disappear mid-conversation i mean it's a superhero thing but <laughs> well i was inspired by batman so he kind of uh it's kind of where i got that from i can't tell you the secret i can't give it away but you'll you'll probably see more of it obviously espartano is is quite the interesting character not something that we see very often here in the new england indie scene so uh, i know you're relatively fresh in the world of professional wrestling but when it came to creating a character especially somebody like al espartano what was the inspiration behind it so i was doing a uh, i was on a trip for for school a few years ago and um we were in costa rica and we were working on a house and um, it's actually the first time I've ever told the story. Um, and so like everyone, we were, we were building this house and everyone else kind of went back up to the street we were on and was the locals had like watermelon and things like that for us. And it was myself and it was these uh, two Nicaraguans that were still working uh, on this house. So they just started like chanting from the movie 300, uh, no surrender, no retreat that is Spartan law. And they started calling me L. Espartano. And this was this was before I was interested in wrestling and becoming a wrestler. Um, so once I kind of made that decision and I was thinking of a character, uh, it was just, oh, let me go with the Spartan. And so I was all in on the Spartan. And I was like, how can I kind of pay homage to the way it started? And L. Espartano. And I was like, wait, hey, hey uh, Lucha Libre, hello. You know, granted, it's not it's not Mexican, but still Hispanic. So I kind of started to blend my my different inspirations there, and we got LS Bartano. And kind of over this past year, I figured out kind of who I am, who I was, and we got the superhero out of it. So very cool. I I do like the LS Bartano character and. Um, and obviously, like we talked about at the beginning, you know, you are the winner of the NEPA uh, tournament. So how long have you been in the industry for? I know you've been training at NEPA, but how long in total have yeah. you been doing it? So I've been on shows about a year and a half, or probably a little bit over. And then um, I started training in August of 2020. So a little over two years now. And what inspired you to start at NEPA itself? Um, it was the closest place to me. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, it was the, when I, when I, you know, was doing research, it was the first place that popped up and I, you know, I saw the lineage and that was kind of undeniable. So I was like, I might as well go to the best school around. I walked in uh, on a Tuesday, put down my deposit and never looked back. <laughs> NEPA being a feeder into chaotic too, the birthplace of stars it definitely yeah. makes sense. You know, you want to make sure you're, you're getting it from the best. And of course, there's guys like Chase Del Monte and Max Smashmaster who are there running classes. And do you think just like the caliber of trainers, not only just the repertoire of people they have graduate from NEPA, uh, you know, is really what sets them apart from some other wrestling schools? Oh, for sure. And I mean, we we have people um, who graduated come back every now and again, and they'll sit in on a class. Um, you know, we've had Ivar and Jack and a lot of people come back and help. Um, and then, yeah, just having Chase, who's been doing it for a long time and knows this area and just he, he knows everything. Same with uh, same with Max Smash Master. Uh, a couple other trainers have come through and it's just a great uh, 
great training and it's also just a great atmosphere. And, um, since I've been there, we've just all like really embraced each other as, as a, as like a, almost a student body really, and become more of a family. And that must help too, especially as you're starting to learn wrestling's a big game of trust. And I'm sure having that group of people around you that you trust helps you guys not only just improve, but you know, work as hard as you can. For sure. And it's all, it's, it's funny. Cause we're, well, we all, we, we really love each other. We're all very competitive. So it's, it's, it's really healthy competition, but it's, it's still, you know, we're, we're trying to be the best. So now I don't want to pull the curtain back here too much, but is there like a one, one of your classmates that you, uh, that pushes you harder than anybody else? Uh, I don't know about one in particular, like it sounds super cliche, but kind of everybody. I, I think I'd say maybe mortar coming off, coming off a of pandemonium, having just worked with him. Um, that's fresh in my head, but he, in class, he, uh, he pushes me, not, not even necessarily physically, but like thinking about wrestling psychologically, um, which is another cool thing about Nepwa is that we just, we really hammer the psychology of wrestling. Um, and there's been a couple of times I've even told trainers like, yeah, that class kind of messed me up in the head because I totally have a new perspective on how to call a match now, you know, how to, how to put things together and have a, a storyline make sense. And, um, just, and it's just different perspectives from different trainers that I kind of pull from to kind of see what I, I think makes the most sense. And, um, yeah, sometimes they throw you a curveball, and it, <laughs> it's like, Oh, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah. We've, we've talked to plenty of people who continue to work through NEPA and it, it truly is just this like upper echelon of wrestling mm -hmm. class and culture. And, you know, it, it really is a testament to see not only people like yourself, but, you know, you mentioned the mortar to another former guest. We had him on a few weeks ago and, you know, all you guys are just so intelligent when it comes to the ring. And again, I think that's just a testament to the trainers over at NEPA. You know, we, they're all doing a great job on all you guys. Yep. Yeah, they really are. And of course, you know, keeping on topic of uh, New England Pro Wrestling Academy and the tournament that you were the faithful victor of, um, talk us through, you know, kind of how the tournament got put together, uh, you know, kind of what you were told and some of your favorite moments from it. So I heard going into Summer Chaos, um, that we were going to be having this tournament and um, that was kind of, I didn't really know a lot, many of the details and um, someone was uh, kind of filling me in and I was like, Oh, I, I'm in the, the summer chaos scramble. Like, Oh, that's cool. So I was in that and then I won it <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. And then I came to find out that, uh, I've received that first round by and I was kind of bummed because I was I was kind of watching for a couple months and I was really itching to to have some matches but you know I'll, I'll take that that semifinal slot if I can get it and then it was it was really cool between uh summer chaos and the semifinals when I faced Che Long uh he and I had traveled a lot in those few months and we really became good friends. So it was really fun to, to work with him, um, in, in Dover. Um, and same with Jeriel, uh, the, the following show. Um, I, man, 
so the the scramble was probably not my my top moment um but it was really special because that was my first like really big win in chaotic especially in uh in lowell in front of that crowd is it's a really cool atmosphere there winning the tournament was kind of spoiled by jerry's reaction so um but it, it was it was a lot of fun to work with Che. Ch- working with Che, that that semifinal match was probably my favorite. So then that scramble match, I'll be honest, we, we were both there in person. I, I'm not going to put mouths in the mouth of um, Bill, but I was honestly surprised that you were the, the winner in that. But it was a, it was a nice surprise. And I, it was a, mm-hmm. a nice swerve. I like a good swerve. Uh, yeah. were, were you shocked that you were the – I mean – little break in the barrier here, but were you shocked that you were booked to win that? Like when did you find out? Oh man. Um, maybe a week or two before something like that. And it was funny because um, some, I forget who it was. Someone was joking like, Oh yeah, you're going to win the scramble. And I was like, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it was, it was shortly after that, that I was, I was called into the office and, um, I was told and I was like, Oh, okay. But yeah, it was, it was cool. So now that we are past the uh, NEPA tournament, of course uh, you were unsuccessful at pandemonium, which, yep. you know, it's, it is unfortunate, but as <laughs> with many wrestling stories and many wrestlers themselves, the wrestling life goes on. So within chaotic, what's next for LS Bartana? I believe the, uh... The plan was that I was going to start working with my buddy, Jay. Um, slight bump in the road. Uh, Jay broke his hand. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. <laughs> I might have to find me a new partner. <laughs> well, we definitely wish Jay a, a speedy recovery for that. That's very unfortunate. I know, like yeah. yourself, he's another bright young star coming through this New England scene right now. Yep. And then in terms of 2023 overall, I mean, I know uh, we are about two weeks into it at this point. Uh, I don't know if you're a, a type of person who takes the new year to set goals or reflect on the past or anything like that. But, uh, yeah. you know, with with your career also being, you know, just just about two years long too, uh, what, what goals do you have coming into 2023 beyond chaotic? So one goal in chaotic, just to knock it out, um, I'd really love to be an all out war next year um, because Spartan, you know, it, it writes itself. Um, and I, I'd like to, I'd like to get into that and not, not be a, a hardcore wrestler, but, you know, try something different, you know, rather than just having regular matches outside of chaotic. Um, one of my goals is to work for let's wrestle. Um, and another one is to then work for limitless. Those are, those are my three main goals going into 2023. Um, and I'm sure along the way I'll have more. Have you had any contact with uh, Randy Carver of Limitless and Let's Wrestle yet? I have. I actually, I was up at the, uh, the dojo, the Limitless dojo and Brewer. We've done some tapings up there. Um, and yeah. I have, they have a show coming up in February. That's all I'll say for now. (laughs) Well, we will definitely await for more information with bated breath. That is for sure. Yep. 
And of course, uh, a promotion that you recently worked for, and that's actually the, the place where you, we all had our first conversation starting to get you on the podcast was Pug Pro Wrestling. And I yep. have to say, uh, and this is the first time we really talked about it on the podcast, Pug Pro was a fucking fun show. That was yep. so fun. What was it like <laughs> working on the show? It was, uh, it was fun. It, like, you know, it, it was just kind of uh, AG wanted to put it all together. Uh, from my understanding, to just kind of let people try stuff and just kind of have fun with it. And I think that's exactly what happened. And I guess, you know, everyone was was saying that it was a, a banger of a show. So that must translate, you know, across the barricades that weren't there. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun for me because I've never worked with AG and I'd never worked with Ichiban either. Um, I'd worked with uh, Armani a little bit, um, but not in a while. So it was cool to not only be in a, a fatal four-way uh, multi-man match in my school, um, but to work with two new people, especially AG, uh, was really cool. It was a lot of fun. And to hear the way that just all, all four of us talk about wrestling in different ways. And it was really cool to, to bring those different thought processes together and kind of, like I was saying before, see what makes most sense to me, what I can take from those guys um because they've been doing it longer they've done more they've done different things so it's it's cool to pick people's brains and just across the board it was uh it was a lot of a lot of fun matches yeah one thing that really drew it to me as a fan of wrestling is is how small and intimate the venue really was um mm -hmm. i know we being me and juice have toured nepa before we kind of watched a class and saw how everything was run there so we knew what the inside looked like before we got in but the whole way there we were like i wonder what it's going to look like what's the setup going to be because yeah. we weren't we weren't there for any of the chaotic tapings um during like the pandemic you know we we, yep. we didn't really watch too too much at that point but yeah like it, it was really impressive i was wondering what happened to the second ring was it just like the backstage area was all around <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we broke the whole ring down and it was up against one of the walls there. Yeah, gotcha. OK, I was I was really curious because we were like in the front row. So we were sitting like mm -hmm. with where the entrance was. And I was like, wasn't there a ring over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we broke it down. We had we had a class that morning. We all broke it down afterwards. Gotcha. Gotcha. Very cool. Yeah. What was the backstage feel like about Pug Pro, though? So AG was running around doing his thing because he was he was booking the show. So he had a lot to do. So it was kind of like he'd walk by us and be like, hey, what do you think about this? And he'd be, give us a little bit of feedback and then run back off. So it was a lot of piecing it together. But also it, it was it was just fun to watch because we were watching it from back there as well. Yeah, I was curious if you guys were having the opportunity to because I like I said, it truly was just a fun show. Like I just yeah. had so much fun and I hope that there's going to be more pug pros in the future. Um, me too. As I don't know what, what his plan is. I know he's going to Japan and uh, Ava's going over to Germany. So they might be on hold for a little while, but I hope when they're worth, when they're both back in the States, I hope they, they continue. Mm -hmm. I also hope that a uh, GM pug can make his return too. <laughs> I see. I want to have GM pug wrestle my dog. I think that would be great. What type of dog do you have? I have a border collie. So he's a little bit bigger, but he's not huge. Tell AG and he'll book that as next main event. <laughs> right. Right. I think it'd be make it a tag match. AG and uh, AG and GM Pug 
versus my me and my dog, you know? That's yeah, you definitely got let them know, man. That's the billion dollar match. That'd be right. <laughs> Forget funny. intergender, that's interspecies right there. Interspecies <laughs> match. <laughs> and we also we we are dog people on the podcast here too. So we're gonna keep asking about your dog, by the way. Okay. Uh, so okay. what's his what's his name and how old is he? Uh he'll be two in April. His name is Blaze, but his work name is Spear, the Spartan super dog. So I really, I'm trying to get him a cape. I love yeah. that. I love yep. that so much. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're totally dog people here. No, no, yep. no cats. I don't know if you're a cat person at all or not either, but no, nah, not as much. No, I feel like, I feel like it's not the Spartan way. No. <laughs> and I, I have to ask too. I, I meant to ask this when we were talking about how kind of you got the gimmick in place, but um, we do have two movies that we want you to pick from, and they're both, you know, like warrior Spartan based movies. And of course, one mm-hmm. is 300, but the other is Gladiator. Mm. I don't know if you have an opinion on which is better comparatively. I've seen bits and pieces of Gladiator, but I don't know that I've actually sat down and watched it start to finish. I have watched 300 start to finish a couple times, so I, I got to go with 300. Juice is our resident movie buff here, so I'll let him say any opinions he has on that. But. <laughs> and I, I love 300. I think 300 is more like rewatchable. Like I can watch yeah. 300. Like if it's just on TV, I'll, I'll put it on. Like I can watch that dozens of times. It's mm. great in background. It's it's fun. But if we're talking about like a quality, like Gladiator used to be my favorite movie for I don't know how long, probably a good like 10 years. So that's always got a close uh space in my heart but um both yeah. are fun but i mean you're the you're el espartano you gotta choose 300 man yeah so yeah. makes I sense <laughs> i haven't watched the sequel have you seen the sequel i did it How was not very it? good no it's not good no nah, it's a uh, it, it's nowhere close it, it I, I'm kind of being nice to be honest. I'll just I'll just <laughs> give my honest truth. It was one of the worst movies I've seen. <laughs> it well, was terrible. You just saved me a couple hours of my time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still like it's got some cool fights, but even like even that, the fights just are nowhere near as good. And it's yeah. just the actings. It's just not. I don't know. Without Gerard Butler and right, uh, Lena Haiti, it's just not the same. It's just nowhere close. <laughs> And of course, part of the Alice Bartano gimmick too is your ring gear. Um, obviously, when you yep. enter the ring, you have your mask and cape, and yep. uh, you also have the different variations of it. I know uh, we are fond of the gold and the blue. Which do you like better? Hmm. Um, the blue, I guess, probably because it's the most recent. It's it's new, um, but also I I just des- I've designed all my gear. And I designed that based on um, Adam West's Batman. So that's why you see the gray and the blue rather than kind of what you see from Batman now, which is primarily black with a little bit of gray. Um, So I wanted to take his colors and kind of like super modernize it because that was not that that's what got me into superheroes, but that I, I used to watch the 1966 Batman, the whole series. I used to watch out with my dad on the weekends and stuff. So it's it's special um to be able to uh pay homage to him 
Um, but I also, I really like the way that my red gear came out. Um, I, I, I like them all really, uh, but the blues definitely, since it's the newest and with the little sentimental value, that's, it's probably my favorite. I didn't realize it was Batman inspired. That's awesome. Batman yeah. is what got me in the comics and superheroes when I was a kid. Who's your, um, who's your favorite Batman and who's your favorite Joker? Ooh, Wow. Uh, I think Ben Affleck was an okay Batman. I'll say that. I don't know about my favorite. Um, I really liked Adam West as well. Um, I was never fond of growing up. I was never fond of the Dark Knight trilogy, which I used to get a lot of hate for. Um, so maybe, maybe like as a concrete answer, Michael Keaton but I'd, I also don't think he totally killed it. Joker, I have to say Heath Ledger. Um, but I also really liked uh, Jared Leto's Joker because I thought it was very different and it was, it was a little more timely than things that we've seen in the past. Um, that's for live action. I guess Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, though, if I were to dip into animation, they're both... Like we were upper echelon. <laughs> yeah, they're both my favorites completely. Uh, Kevin Conroy is my favorite Batman and yeah. Mark Hamill. I love Heath Ledger. He's amazing. But Mark yeah. Hamill, well, it, Mark Hamill is one of my favorite actors. And it's mainly because of Joker. He's just perfection. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting a little worried there because I was going to like, I don't really want to have to roast him after saying he's inspired by Batman for the gear. But <laughs> you did save it. I'll say that. Because <laughs> when you said Jared Little Joker, I was like, uh, like I, I agree with you, though. I want to say like I agree with you that about like the making it a little newer, fresher and like the yeah. different take on it. But like he was just like so a little too over the top in a way, you know? Yeah, like, no, he I, was. He was. I think it was funny, like the Teen Titans Go uh, show, like they yeah. all had to impersonate Joker, like, and Robin did it in like this over the top, like overtly sexual way for a child's cartoon, by the way. <laughs> and like, <laughs> it was so fucking funny, though, because everybody was like, bro, Jared Leto, like out of, <laughs> out of all the out of all the Jokers, you could have chose to be. <laughs> <laughs> that one was good. That got me good. But and I have to ask, too, because we're talking about the gear itself. You yep. said that you design it. Do you make it yourself, too? I don't make it. Um, so I've had a couple different places where I've gotten gear, um, but I have designed every single thing that I've ever worn from mask um, to the tights, to the kick pads and knee pads, everything. So I started with my gold gear, which was pretty simple. It just had the two gold spears on either leg and it had my name. Um, on the back. Uh, and then I tried to do something along the same lines with the red gear where I have the spears coming up the side, but it has a little more of a design element to it. Um, that gear I got through uh, no gimmick gear and she's great. She makes a lot of gear for uh, people on AEW and all that. Um, and then she also made uh, the Batman gear, but I've also gotten um, a couple cheaper pairs of gear just for if we have like outside shows, things like that. And I don't want to get my, my more expensive gear dirty. Um, so I've, I have a couple more pairs of gear that I wear every now and again. I, I actually wore it at Pug Pro. There was a new pair. 
Um, and then I have a black and red pair that I, I'll wear too. So, but I've also designed those. <laughs> and I have to ask too, because on your social medias, you post these like killer comic book inspired graphics. Are those your work too? Yep. Yep. I've made all of those. Very cool. Those are super cool. I really like those. Thank you. I've so I had one. Um, I had one for Kevin Conroy when he passed. I made one for him. And then I also made one with uh, my dog on it back in, I want to say July or August. So, yep. And then I just posted one a day or two ago with, with mortar on it. That one was cool. That one was really cool. That was actually the one that inspired me to ask the question. I, when I saw yeah. that, I was like, that's so cool. Cause yeah. like, I, I have a, I'm more of like industrial design background. So I definitely appreciate a good design. Do you yourself have like more of a graphics design background? Yeah. Um, so I went to school for uh, journalism and then I kind of, I had to take graphic design. So I kind of stole that, <laughs> stole that skill from school. We just talked about your awesome uh, gear, but you also just have the top, uh, mer- top merch and chaotic, man. Like your hoodie yeah. that you're wearing right yeah. now is awesome. I got at the pug pro. So I got your little sticker, which I just love. Yeah. And you got the blue one too. Do you make the designs for all that too? Or how does that, is it different process for that than the gear? I well, So I start everything. Yes. I did design the stickers. Um, I start everything with a sketch just to, Cause doing stuff in, I use Photoshop, doing stuff in Photoshop can take some more time. Um, so if I don't love a sketch, then I'm not going to waste my time trying to digitalize it. Um, but yeah, the stickers, all, all my gear starts with a sketch. And then if I like it, I'll usually, um, find different colors online that are kind of a little more specific for what I'm going for. Um, so that it makes, uh, the gear maker's job a little bit easier. So she kind of knows um what i see in my head um but we also talk about uh different fabrics and stuff um and then i actually hand drew the stickers based on a couple different things i'll put them all together um and yeah and then i had them printed i i will say good merch is definitely what can set you apart and you know from the from the character and the merch and like I said, the the killer comic book posts on social media, you know, you're definitely making your stride. And I think that the character of Espartano is is uh, something that I'm very interested to see as we kind of move through 2023 and beyond. Thank you. Yeah, of course, man. So uh, we are reaching the end of the interview here. And before we wrap up, we have one question that we always ask everybody. And it's a kind of cliche question, it's probably a question you've been asked before, but we like to ask it anyway. Uh, we would like to know what your dream match is of all time. And that can be with any opponent in any mm-hmm. stipulation match, any era, any arena. It's your dream. We let you live it. So you can tell us what it is. Hmm. I guess. So I was, I was asked a similar question before it was, uh, I think it was like WrestleMania moment. Um, but if I could do anything, I'd pick the same opponent. It would be Bray Wyatt. Um, And I would love to do a cinematic match with him. Because it, so Randy Orton is my wrestling idol. Um, So sometimes when I've, when I've said Bray Wyatt, people are like, why? And I'm like, he's probably the most creative person in wrestling now. 
and his his uh skits and stuff are things that i i strive for i've been doing a lot of skits recently um so i think to to have him as a big bad villain for me to take down that the it's a it would be something crazy i can't even imagine what it would look like (laughs) and that's a great unique answer too i mean anybody who follows this podcast knows juice and i are like the biggest bray wyatt marks there are in the world yeah (laughs) like i he is somebody that i'm instantly drawn to because like for me as a kid growing up it was always the undertaker and i loved the aura i loved the spookiness i loved like the vignettes the way he talked the way he acted and then when Bray Wyatt, you know, with the Wyatt family kind of came through NXT and then came on the main roster, I was like, okay, I don't know who the hell this guy is, but he has <laughs> like, it. obviously I knew he was Husky Harris because I'm not, you know, I have two eyes that aren't broken. <laughs> um, but I was just like, oh my God, like the character work, the promos, everything is spectacular. And, and like, he has had like his fair share of like the kind of, I don't want to say cut crap shoot because they weren't that bad, but like the, the Randy Orton cinematic match was like, I know some people weren't really too fond of it, but for me, it's like, that's innovative. That's wrestling trying to try something new and different. And that's like all Bray yeah. does is just try these yeah. new and different things. And nine times out of 10, he'll knock it out of the park too. Yeah. Uh, so Hey, I am totally for that. And like, if it's anything like the Firefly Funhouse match, because kind of like that's the same story in a sense of like, you know, Cena was like the super Cena and it went through his whole career. Yeah. And, um, you know, why it was like trying to open his eyes to his his past mistakes or past whatever. And yeah, yeah. I, I think that could be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, another another goal you can write down uh, is to keep trying new things and and just differentiating uh wrestling and not having it be just match promo match promo and like i've started to do that with the skits but um small spoiler i'm planning something a little bit more with those um and i think i'm in a cool position as a superhero with superheroes being so prevalent in media today um we're gonna try to do a little something cool so i hope you guys check it out when when it all comes to fruition absolutely we will and we do have a part two to that question i'm not gonna let you sneak by too quickly without getting the part two but um so typically when we ask that question we get uh either a current wrestler or an inactive wrestler so what we want to ask you is the same question but this time you can choose any wrestler not currently active and they can be dead or alive too Mm. maybe i have a couple i'm deciding between um and that's ultimate warrior andre the giant um just because i think they'd be cool to see the care those characters collide um undertaker too uh kane you know just the the kind of the the big villains um that have that you've seen in in wwe history that are are not i guess you could say gimmicky um but I think like, like you said, like the mystique of the undertaker, um, like those kind of characters who have that kind of presence, I think it'd be really cool to see LS Bartano go up against. 
I really like that you're thinking of it in like the the terms of your character too. Like I, I feel like the second you said Ultimate Warrior, like I knew exactly where your mind was going. Same <laughs> thing with Andre and like Kane and Undertaker too. It's like, yeah. I see exactly where what's working. And I think yeah. that's a testament to you too, brother. Honestly, that seems like you have a very in tune with this character and willing to let it grow. And like you said, superheroes are always cool. So yeah. I'm down for a superhero <laughs> character. Yeah. I'm trying to, trying to do the superhero gimmick, but not make it, hokey because <laughs> yeah. i feel like that hasn't really been done before so yeah. totally totally yeah well well spartana with uh, the last few minutes of our show here we always like to let the guests plug and promote anything they have going on be it merch social media appearances coming up things like that so uh with that the floor is yours uh so you can find me on social media uh on facebook as ls bartano on Instagram at air underscore Sparta. That is also my Twitter. Um, I'm on YouTube where you can check out my skits. They're also on Instagram. Um, that is also LS Bartano. Um, appearances coming up. Um, I have February 3rd. Chaotic will be in uh, Tewksbury. Um, I guess I'll say it. I'll be at Let's Wrestle on the 4th, February 4th. Um, those are that's all I, I have right at the moment, I think. Um, merch, you can catch me at shows or um, I don't promote it a lot, but you can also just DM me for merch. Uh, maybe I should start promoting that. But um, yeah, give me give me a follow on Instagram. I promise you won't be disappointed. Um, I try to stay really active and post really good quality content on there that, um, like we've talked about, really deepens the character. So. Very cool. Well, Spartana, we appreciate your time tonight, brother. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you, guys. And thank you for listening to that great interview from uh, El Espartano. And uh, it was it was a fun time talking to him. And like I said in the intro, man, he's just, he's smart and he thinks in a different way. And also he just has good taste in um batman and in comic books i mean big batman fan i love that that's like part of the character and he's disappearing uh vignettes and promos he's been doing and he said that he has a really cool idea that he's working so i'm excited to see that i can't wait i'm 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 definitely just watching the chaotic uh chaotic well his his social media and chaotic social media waiting for it to see what it is uh because yeah, he just thinks in a different way. And I'm just I'm excited. I'm giddy, man. I'm giddy as the fan that loves our uh, Bray Wyatt, spooky, uh, just the storyteller guys. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. And I have gone on this record on this podcast plenty of times to say like characters draw me to wrestling. And I think LS Bartano coming up in 2023 is going to be somebody that really evolves a character that has a relatively simple concept but is very complex and has a lot more layers to it than i think you'd expect you know from the gear references to even just the gear itself it's very cool flashy really makes you pay attention when he walks into a room and i think again he's just a great reason that nepa is one of the best wrestling star producers in the world they don't call chaotic the birthplace of stars for nothing and I think El Espartano, as Juice mentioned, has the right mindset for the business. And, and even talking with him off air too, you know, he's just a stand-up dude and somebody that I think will go very far in this industry. 
Yeah. Also, another thing that we talked about all these things that sets them apart from everyone else. Another thing is that you talk to everyone, everyone prefers to be a heel. But when we were talking to him and he was talking about his dream matches and everything, it was pretty clear that he wants to be a face as much as possible. Like he didn't even talk about possibilities going into heel. And I actually love that, that he really wants to drive in this character as a face. And that also is just unique. Everyone likes being the bad guy, but he wants to be the superhero. And if you guys have any questions further for LS Bartano, you can find him on social media, or of course you can tag us too on social media and you can let us know what you thought of this interview tonight and juice. Where can the people do that? So you can go to the Twitter and you type capital T capital O capital T capital C underscore capital P lowercase O lowercase D. And then you go to Instagram and it's the same T O T C underscore P O D all lowercase. Yes. And as we come crashing down to the map on this episode of top of the cage, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. And if you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify and you do not leave us a five-star review, that means that you, specifically you, that person not leaving us that five-star review will not get five-star content. And that is just a fact. Fact. And again, thank you all so much for tuning in. And we will catch you next time.